Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Call it a draw. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Wednesday, December 6th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Saying he did the right thing for the unborn in challenging a Pentagon policy, a senator has ended his hold on nearly all military promotions. President Biden stunned aides at a fundraiser by saying he's not sure he'd be seeking re-election if Donald Trump wasn't running. Severe weather brings flooding and landslides to the Pacific Northwest, even stopping rail service between Seattle and Portland. And along with open enrollment season, come the con artists. People feel rushed because they feel there's a deadline coming on that, you know, their benefits, their their benefits at work. They feel there's an open enrollment deadline. They might miss it. So they, they do take advantage. The scammers do take advantage of our ability to rush. Susan Tompor at the Detroit Free Press on how to protect yourself from today's enrollment season scams. Israeli forces are engaged in an intense fight in what's becoming a decisive battle in southern Gaza's main city of Khan Yunis. Israel's military, backed by warplanes, bombarded the area in what it calls the heaviest fighting since it began a ground invasion to eliminate Hamas terrorists five weeks ago. Israel Defense Forces spokesman Major Duran Spielman calls Khan Yunis the hub of terror. When the attack was launched on October 7th, this was the main area it was launched from. A lot of the top command and leadership is based in Khan Yunis. And unfortunately, they are well embedded deep within the civilian population. The Wall Street Journal says an Israeli victory in Khan Yunis would likely corner remaining Hamas fighters in small areas in central Gaza and close to the Egyptian border, surrounded by Israeli troops. Elsewhere, fighting has also picked up along the border with Lebanon, where Hezbollah militants, backed by Iran, resumed hostilities after the ceasefire ended. Israel's military says its air force struck several Hezbollah outposts in Lebanese territory. Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville has ended his months-long hold on nearly all military promotions. That opens the door for hundreds of officers to move forward immediately. Since February, he's blocked the Senate from fast-tracking military promotions, as is traditionally done, unless the Pentagon ended its policy of allowing troops time off and travel funds for reproductive health care, including abortion. It was pretty much a draw. I mean... They didn't get what they wanted. We didn't get what we wanted. And, you know, just when they when they change the rules, it's hard, to, it's hard to win. A group of Senate Republicans, most with military backgrounds, pressed him last month, saying that ending the holds had taken on a new urgency in recent weeks because of events overseas and escalating threats to national security. He still wants votes on certain individuals, including Admiral Samuel Paparo Jr., who's slated to lead U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, responsible for all U.S. military operations in that region, and Air Force Lieutenant General Timothy Haw, who's been nominated to lead Cyber Command. A war of words in the Senate over a $111 billion foreign aid package that includes money for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. The issue? Long-standing differences over border policy. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer lined up a procedural vote today, but the breakdown in talks meant it was likely headed for defeat. It was immediately hijacked by Leader McConnell. The first question, instead of asking our panelists, he called on Langford to give a five-minute talk about uh, the negotiations on border. And that wasn't the purpose of the meeting at all. Utah Republican Mitt Romney. We agree Ukraine needs the money, and it's in America's interest to get the money to help Ukraine. 
But we also recognize that the president put border security on the table as part of this supplemental. And unless they're willing to shut down the 10,000 a day being released into the country, they're not going to get a deal done. Democrats claim that Republicans' demands regarding immigration policy amounted to a poison pill that would sink the aid bill. Republicans counter that Democrats weren't taking border concerns seriously enough. Dell's Cyber Monday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited-time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com deals. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Wednesday. President Biden has made another comment that has supporters and critics raising their eyebrows. During a fundraiser in Boston yesterday, he told supporters he's not sure he'd be running for re-election if former President Trump were not also running. No cameras or microphones were allowed, but reporters traveling with the president were able to report on his comments. Meanwhile, Mr. Biden likes to talk about jobs, jobs, jobs when touting his economic record. The problem is that voters are far more worried about prices, prices, prices. Here's Annie Linsky, White House reporter at The Wall Street Journal on The Disconnect. Annie, explain. Yeah, you know, we were looking at um, the president's big Bidenomics push this year, um, where he has been trying um, for months to convince Americans that the economy is good. And there are a lot of, you know, reasons that you might think that, um, if you're an economist particularly, um, that wage growth has been, um, you know, a, a real bright spot, and in particular, the labor market is really tight, and that has meant you know, traditionally, presidents have wanted to be out there creating jobs. And um, that's something that Joe Biden has gone around the country trying to take credit for. The problem is we're just in a different environment right now that the country really hasn't been in in the last 40 years where there is this thing called inflation. And it is driving more angst than, um, than, than the jobs numbers, which, you know, to whomever's credit you want to give credit to, those are actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like, especially with the grocery store, there's that constant reminder that prices are not where <laughs> we remember them being. And you That's quoted true. a guy from Georgia in your story. You basically said that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, um, you know, when we do these stories, we call up people who responded to some of our polls. And sometimes it takes a little while and you have to call a few people to find somebody who's really says something that's on point or who is, you know, intrinsically makes the point of the story. But in this case, it was really like, I called like four or five people and they all immediately said the same thing. So it was actually quite easy. I had many quotes to pull from and they were all essentially the same thing. And the reason that I, um, in the story, used this particular individual is because He's from Georgia. He lives in Georgia, and what our what the data what the um, data showed was that um, it, in Georgia, in particular, inflation has been much higher than in the nation. It's at about twenty five percent 
from pre-pandemic levels, which is jaw-dropping when you think about it. Yeah. In Georgia, you're paying 25% more for goods today than you were before the pandemic. And and wages have are particular, have not kept pace. Um, the wage growth has been slower in Georgia than it has been nationally. So that means they have higher inflation in Georgia and they're feeling it even more because they're not getting the wage growth. Mm-hmm. And Georgia is a place that Joe Biden really wants to win in 2024. Right. We're speaking with Andy Linsky, White House reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Her story is called Why Biden Touts Jobs When Americans Care About Prices. Uh, so much so, I think, this disconnect is that uh, you said there, he's, he's even been running paid ads that acknowledge kind of the middle class pain of prices. Yeah, and, and these are these are relatively new ads. Um, over the summer and into September, the, the campaign was running these ads that were very um, positive about the economy, sort of like, you know, America is back, and Joe Biden has helped bring America back, and we have work to do, but the job market is great. And then, sort of starting in October, but really ramping up in November, they started running an enti- entirely different message, which was, you know, prices are a, a, a concern, and the president, Joe Biden, he's from Scranton, he never really left Scranton, and he knows that prices are bad. So it was a, a real like you know you don't often see a shift that stark in yeah. politics but this was a hundred foot is a complete change in messaging so you referenced it before but you pointed out in your story which I thought was interesting some of the swing metro areas not just necessarily swing states but swing metro areas are having issues with inflation yeah yeah so that's sort of the Atlanta area so that you know Georgia um, and also um, uh, in Phoenix, in so in, in in Arizona, and that you know those are two places that um, you know the, that is the path to Democrats uh, continuing to hold the White House. It goes through those two states, and it it means that this issue resonates particularly hard because when you're looking at politics, when you're looking at 2024, you know obviously in America every vote matters, but the reality is some votes matter more than others. Thanks, Annie. Annie Linsky, White House reporter at the Wall Street Journal. 20 minutes after the hour on this morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama has ended his months-long hold on nearly all military promotions, clearing the way for hundreds of officers to move forward. Since February, Tuberville had blocked the Senate from fast-tracking military promotions unless the Pentagon ended its policy of allowing troops time off and travel funds for reproductive health care. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder. When it's unclear whether or not your senior uh, leaders are going to be in place at the time and place they're needed, that, of course, creates unnecessary friction and does have impact on readiness. Tuberville still demanding individual votes for about a dozen four-star generals and admirals. Number two. Israeli forces press forward into southern Gaza's largest city in what's becoming a decisive battle of the two-month-old war with Hamas. Israel Defense Forces spokesman Doron Spielman says Israeli forces moving into the militant stronghold of Khan Yunus are entering a battleground of narrow streets packed with displaced Palestinians. It's face-to-face alleyway fighting. We try to call in aerial support. We try to call in artillery support. But because of the civilians, we're trying to be as really as targeted as we can to the terrorists. The battle threatens to push tens of thousands of people toward Rafah near the Egyptian border. Number three. The heads of three top universities are pushing back against claims they are not doing enough to combat anti-Semitism on their campuses. The leaders, including Harvard President Claudine Gay, testified yesterday before a House committee. I have sought to confront hate while preserving free expression. 
This is difficult work. And I know that I have not always gotten it right. Students at the universities, including MIT and Penn, have accused administrators of not protecting Jewish people since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. NCAA President Charlie Baker is asking members to make one of the most dramatic shifts in the history of college sports by allowing highly resourced schools to pay some of their athletes. In a letter sent yesterday to more than 350 schools, Baker says he wants the association to create a new tier of Division I sports where schools would be required to offer at least half their athletes a payment of at least $30,000 a year through a trust fund. Baker also proposed allowing all Division I schools to offer unlimited educational benefits and enter into NIL licensing deals with athletes. Also known as uh, minor league sports that offer some classes Mm -hmm. here and there. Oh, boy. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for being with us. It's just about open enrollment season for Medicare. At some companies, open enrollment is ongoing for health care coverage for those working, too. And therefore, it's prime time for the con artists. What to watch for from Susan Tompor at the Detroit Free Press. Susan, what's out there? Well, right now, uh, we're being told that uh, they're sending out emails or texts. Uh, maybe you've uh, gotten an email or a text from your what looks like it's a, your human resources department of your company uh, to update your benefits. And that is something that's hot right now. If you're updating your benefits as you're working, um, one uh, person I talked to said she received about 10 emails recently that all looked like they were from the human resources department, uh, but they weren't. Um, These emails, we were even going so far as to asking her to name her beneficiaries and supply social security numbers. Oh, man. (laughs) Exactly. You definitely don't want to do that. Um, Again, though, people feel rushed because they feel there's a deadline coming on that, um, uh, you know, their benefits, their their benefits at work. They feel there's an open enrollment deadline. They might miss it. So they they do... um, uh, take advantage. The scammers do take advantage of our ability to rush. And as for the retirees and and those on Medicare beneficiaries, they might be tempted to jump at a deal because they think they need to save a few dollars. They're already dealing with the high prices of food and other goods because of inflation. So the con artists, of course, know this. And uh, they're playing up uh, open enrollment scams uh, that run through December 7th. Boy, we're speaking with Susan Tompor, personal finance reporter at the Detroit Free Press, part of the USA Today Network. She's written a story called How to Protect Yourself from Open Enrollment Season Scams Relating to Medicare and Insurance. So you've got a, a big list of bullet points here about playing defense. What, what, what should we know about avoiding a Medicare scam? Well, you know, again, once again, this is another point, but you have to know that the sophisticated scammers are going to spoof technology uh, to make it appear that it's from a legitimate outfit on your caller ID. So really, apparently, it's not a good idea to be trusting your caller ID at this point in the game. Um, You should probably just hang up and and call uh, someone if you're interested in what they're selling. The only time you give a Medicare number is when you're actually enrolling in a plan. Uh, some of these outfits or scammers will threaten you and say that you're, you know, you can only qualify if you do this right away, and you have to have your, you know, Medicare number, your bank account number right away. You don't want to do that. And and I guess if you have, uh, you know, older older consumers in your family, it's a good time to alert them to this sort of thing as well, because many times um, with some of these scams, you don't even realize how. Um, technical and how in-depth they go you you just don't imagine that people would be that um 
uh, clever, if you will, to uh, have some of these uh, scams engineered to go with Medicare or Social Security numbers, but, but they do. And so you do have to alert people. AARP re recently issued, issued a warning um, showing how, you know, if you give out your Medicare number, uh, there's going to be bogus claims for services and drugs and supplies that you didn't receive. Um, some claims were for diabetes supplies using stolen ID information. So you, you really don't want to be getting involved in this. Thanks, Susan. Susan Tompor at the Detroit Free Press. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle-Made bed sheets. Miracle-Made uses silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle-Made is self-cleaning, self-cooling, luxurious, eco-friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. The news. First, fast and free of noise you're listening to america's first news this morning with gordon deal thanks for being with us welcome into wednesday december 6 gordon deal jennifer koshenka some of our top stories and headlines senator tommy tuberville is ending his block on military promotions over his opposition to a pentagon policy state department says a new offer to russia to release americans evan gershkovich and paul whelan has been rejected by moscow more than half of House Democrats yesterday declined to support a resolution declaring that, quote, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Florida's governor wants to sue college football for leaving Florida State out of the playoffs and how flash dads kickstart Wednesdays in Louisville schools. That story in about 20 minutes. The outplacement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas says in December, three out of four companies will host holiday parties for workers. Most of us has probably seen a co-worker have one drink too many at a work holiday party, even to the point of putting their career at risk. But can these parties boost your career? In-depth analysis from Julie Bauke, known as Julie on the job. Julie, your take. Fair warning up front. I'm going to sound like a total buzzkill. Um, but I've been around the block long enough to see people's careers ended by bad moves at the holiday party, whether it's booze related or grabbing the boss's wife or any of that stuff. But even bigger than that, you know, people are so spread out now. It's just interesting that three to four companies are saying out of four are saying we're going to have some sort of a holiday event. So will they look like events of the past? Probably not. But I think that you have to remember the most important word in work holiday party is work. It's not holiday or party. Hmm. And drinking to excess on your company's dime is a really, really, as we used to call it back in the day, a CLM, a career limiting move. So I'm, I'm ju you just have to be so careful in how you show up. It can be a positive if you, if you have a drink and you're connecting with other people. Yeah, you got to treat yes. it like a networking event, I guess, right? You really do. Yeah. And just... 
don't pregame, you know, don't show up drunk, <laughs> don't I'd say it's free booze. And and even if you look over and the boss or the boss's boss are really drinking it up, that doesn't mean you get to. That he or she will slide because they've already yeah. moved up in the organization to have some credibility, especially if you're new. I think it if you're newer or younger, I think and you know we we've talked before Gordon that you know these people come and they don't have sort of that that uh, wisdom around what proper etiquette is. And this is one of the places where you can really get tripped up and people are going to be taking pictures. There's going to be videos. This is not like the old days where, you know, what, what happens here stays here. Yeah. So it's dangerous. Mm. We're speaking with Julie Bauke, career strategist known as Julie on the job. And we're talking about the old office holiday party. All right. So what if you get that one chance where it's you, it's, I don't know, some upper-level management person or the CEO who you never get to interact with. You know, you got uh, you know, 30 seconds while you're standing in line. You're both sober. I mean, what do you say? How do you make it worth your, worth your time? Ask a question. So questions like, um, what do you think our biggest opportunities are next year with the business? Um, where do you think, you know, our biggest challenges are going to be? You know, what are, what's going to be different next year than this year? You know, what are, you know, those sort of things. Ask questions about the business because, or I mean, so that's one category. You can also do the old, do you have any big plans for the holidays? I mean, you can have those kind of conversations, but if you really want to, those are, that's kind of small talk. But if you really want to ask a question that shows him or her that you are interested and engaged in what the company's doing, ask. What do you think are going to be, you know, our biggest challenges and opportunities next year? Something like that is really, and then you listen to the answer and then there might be, they say, well, you know, it's really going to be, how do we start using AI effectively as an example? Then you could say, and then you could say, you know, talk a little bit about that. And then, you know, the, the leader of your company has just told you where there's opportunity. And so how do you turn that into something that where you can be useful? And so I, I think it's an opportunity to not drill them and come with 20 questions, but ask a nice big open-ended question that says, I'm a team player, but also be ready to answer the question, who are you and what do you do here? Mm, right. Tell me about yourself. What do you, what's your role here? I always tell people, you ought to always be prepared that if you get on the elevator with um, you know, someone who's higher up than you are, and or you find yourself in a place with them and they look at you and say hi i don't think we've met what do you do here what's your role here most of us freeze in that in that kind of question and we're like pushing the fire alarm just to get the elevator stop please don't make me answer that question um but you have to be ready this is an opportunity but if you drink too much you have to be really really careful maybe it's literally one drink but make it make a point of saying i'm gonna make at least one new connection, one good yeah. connection. So yeah, I guess that was your first question, but of course my first thing is, you know, people a lot of times look at it as an opportunity to cut loose. And I would say, don't do that. Thanks, Julie. Julie Bauke, career strategist known as Julie on the job. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Hey, thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Wednesday. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, anyone who has had renovations done on their home knows that just getting workers to your home can be half the battle. A woman on TikTok was very happy when she came home one day and the workers had installed granite countertops in her kitchen. 
problem is she says she never ordered them. The Michigan woman named Chloe Fountain posted about the incident on Instagram in which she says she came home one day to find a long red carpet in the hallway. She then found four builders in her kitchen drilling on her kitchen countertops. And the kicker is she says she was given a bill and loved the upgrade so much she decided to pay for it. Commenters were skeptical, wondering how they could have entered her home and without her knowing and how the workers could have made such a mistake. Chloe claims that all the houses in her development look the same, so her kitchen layout is the same as her neighbors. She also says she was out grocery shopping and didn't lock her door. Come on. I, I don't what? know about this one. Get, you know, no, I, this I, is a no. <laughs> I'm not usually as skeptical as you are about yeah. these things, but this one sounds uh, yeah, extremely yeah, fake. Left my door unlocked. Yeah. The guys come in. They just start hammering away and drilling in new countertops Yeah. without saying, hey, just want to confirm, how's this look? We're about to glue it, then drill it. Yeah. Really? And this supposedly isn't even the first time something like this has happened. I guess there were workers that mistakenly came to her house and did something in her backyard some sort of um you know mm, <laughs> some sort of construction work in her backyard as well and so the second day she's like i can't believe it happened again yeah uh, uh yeah i'm as skeptical as you are I about got, this one i got two thumbs down on this one <laughs> two thumbs down <laughs> i agree and we've told you about any number of ways to get your name in the record books and i would wager this is one of the more fun ones a pair of australian men broke the guinness world record by going on a pub crawl that took them to 99 different bars over the the course of 24 hours. The two 26-year-olds had drinks at 99 Sydney bars over the course of the day to break the mark. They shattered the previous record of 78 set by a South African man last year. The duo said they faced numerous challenges over the course of their pub crawl, including being turned away from some establishments that didn't want them recording video inside and one of them vomiting two hours into the attempt. They said the most difficult part of the attempt was consuming so many beverages. At first, they planned to have an alcoholic drink at every other their pub, but then realized that they need to alter that plan if they'd hope to stay somewhat sober so they could be let in to all the mm. pubs. Unless you think this was all an excuse to get blitzed, there was a charity component to it, raising money for an Australian MS charity. Oh, okay. Okay. N- nice end to that. Uh, yeah, my, my, cause the hardest part for me and probably you is just the staying up for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. That and the math here, that's yeah. 4.1 drinks per hour. Right. So you're in way beyond what the liver can process for one. Right. Well, yeah. And uh, then, as you mentioned, trying to stay up that long yeah. with all that booze in your system. Right. And you got to eat to try to absorb some of it. So now like you're feeling heavy and lethargic, I would think, after yeah. a while. It wasn't all alcohol drinks. Again, they sort of said they tried to alternate. Uh, I don't know. It was every other at first. And then who knows by the end? By the end, I'm oh, guessing I there see. wasn't any alcohol involved. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Right. So they weren't all alcohol drinks. But just think about this. Think about having four drinks of any kind yeah. in one hour. Yeah. Just, you know, running into a bar, chugging, and yeah. then running out the door to the next bar is basically what you're doing. Yeah. Well, good effort by their part. <laughs> Two hours into the attempt vomiting, though. Yeah. For a very 24-hour yeah. long, long 24 He rallied, hours. though. He rallied. Wow. Thank you, Mike. Dell's Cyber Monday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited-time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com deals. Glad you're with us. Welcome into Wednesday. There's no reason to let car emergencies catch you off guard in snowy weather. USA Today has a list of essentials you need to keep your winter road trips, big or small, 
smooth and safe. Number one, tools for maintenance and repairs. Number two, emergency roadside kit. These kits come prepackaged with first aid items and other crucial tools and can be found at most automotive retailers. Number three, snacks and spare water. These will help sustain you in case you're stranded, ensuring you stay nourished and hydrated until help arrives. Number four, an emergency blanket. They're easy to store in the glove box or console. Number five, tire pressure monitoring. As winter temperatures fluctuate, ensure your car is road safe by keeping an eye on tire pressure. Number six, tire cables. Tire cables will enhance your tire grip on snow and ice, providing added security in challenging weather. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. A classified briefing for senators on the White House's request for aid for Israel and Ukraine became heated Tuesday, with Republican members storming out of the meeting. The briefing, led by the Secretaries of Defense and State, as well as the Director of National Intelligence and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, was held behind closed doors to allow senators to ask questions about the administration's funding request, but fell apart after Republicans began asking about the border. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. We're serious about having some significant changes in how we protect our southern border as a part of the overall package. Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri called it the most heated briefing in the facility he had ever seen. Number two. A new joint bulletin from the Departments of Homeland Security and Justice to local, state, and federal law enforcement warns that groups like al-Qaeda and ISIS will likely use the Israel-Hamas war to increase calls for violence in the U.S. during the holiday season compared to prior years. It says the most likely targets could include churches, synagogues, and members of the Jewish community. The same message came from FBI Director Christopher Wray. We're working around the clock to identify and disrupt potential attacks by those inspired by Hamas's horrific terrorist attacks in Israel. Ray says he's never seen a time where so many of the threats are all elevated at exactly the same time. Number three. Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry of North Carolina, who briefly served as acting Speaker of the House after Kevin McCarthy was ousted from his post, says he will not seek re-election. McHenry is currently serving his 10th term. For the sixth month in a row, Earth set a new monthly record for heat and also added the hottest autumn to the litany of record-breaking heat this year. November was nearly a half degree Fahrenheit hotter than the previous hottest November, with only one month left. 2023 is on the way to smashing the record for hottest year. Argentina and Inter-Miami forward Lionel Messi has been named Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year. Messi joined Miami in July and helped lift the team to the League's Cup, its first ever trophy. Time cited Messi for, quote, turning the U.S. into a soccer country as he helped drive a surge in attendance, ticket prices, merchandise sales, and viewership of MLS games. The striker joins the likes of gymnast Simone Biles, swimmer Michael Phelps, and NBA superstar LeBron James in winning the award. Many joke that if he grew up in the United States, he would have been cut from all those teams because <laughs> he's so small. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. If you're a student at a Louisville elementary school, Wednesday might be your favorite day of the week. It's become the day of action for the Flash Day. A volunteer group of fathers from the school district of all different races, creeds, and professions who surprised the kids with fist bumps and high fives to start the school day. Goodnewsnetwork.org says first responders, elected officials, fraternity members, dads of all kinds are there cheering the youth onto their classrooms. Their official title is the Jefferson County Public Schools Flash Dads, and they were put together by a program aimed at boosting morale among students. 
Greg Van, associate from the JCPS program, says every time there's a Flash Dads event, students, principals, and teachers always say, man, the day was so much better. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.